Welcome to the Sandbox Cooperative Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Dave. And I'm Carrie. Wait, who are you? <laughs> Hi. <laughs> uh, security. <laughs> so we've been we've been talking about this for for a few episodes now, but Carrie is officially here joining us. She's going to be one of our co-hosts uh, moving forward. Welcome. Thanks. Hi. Good having you here in the Sandbox Global Headquarters. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so who, just who the heck are you? <laughs> and how did you get here? And tell us something about your story. Yeah. Hi, I'm Carrie. Uh, I was born and raised in Minnesota. I am from Earth. Nice. Yeah. From your um, mother. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Made my way to the Sandbox Cooperative headquarters through uh, being friends and fans of the show. I'm a big fan of pizza and pretending to play, be able to play the guitar and other things. There you go. Very good. Very I like good. it. <laughs> well, we are excited to, to be having your voice uh, with us in the months to come. And uh, I'm looking forward to what you bring and what your perspective is as we get going on this. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. But for now, uh, as you know, Chris and I took a trip down to Houston last summer. We met some fascinating people at, at, at a youth convention. And you were there too, right, Carrie? I was. I was with a group of youth there. You were with the youths. I was with the youths. <laughs> the youths. <Nice. laughs> And then slept for a week when you were done. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Indeed. Well, while we were there, um, and on this, on that trip, we we had the opportunity, Dave and I, to meet with Brad Otto. Uh, Brad is the founder and president of Acts of Wisdom. It's a nonprofit organization dedicated to assisting people in rural Africa in their quest to obtain quality, relevant education. And we just had an awesome conversation mm-hmm. with Brad, and we're excited to introduce him and his work to you now. So, with that, welcome to Sandbox Cooperative, episode eighty-four, Acts of Wisdom. Welcome to the Sandbox. All right. Well, we are here uh, in Houston uh, with Brad. And let's just start off. Maybe just introduce yourself. Uh, Tell us a little bit about you. Sure. Uh, My name is Brad. Uh, I am actually a pastor here um, in the Lutheran Church uh, on the northwest side of Houston. So um, it's great to have this National Youth Gathering here in my home home city. You just um, sleep in your own bed. Uh, no, I actually, no? I just got a hotel because uh, you know it's still with traffic. Um, sure. If you've ever been in Houston, you know just forget it. You know. We've been here for five minutes and we know what. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, but yeah, so I'm a pastor on the northwest side at Messiah Lutheran, uh, a Lutheran faith community, and uh, I um, I've been ma- married for 13 years to my wife uh, Stacy, who's here. Um, helping me um, at the booth um, for Acts of Wisdom. And we have two kids that are with uh, Grandma and Grandpa at Grandma and Grandpa camp during the gathering this week. Uh, London is my eight-year-old daughter, and Logan is three-year-old son. Awesome. Um, And I'm also uh, president and founder of Acts of Wisdom. So tell us about Acts of Wisdom. Sure. Um, Acts of Wisdom is a, a 501c3 charity organization. Uh, we l- basically work with schools and children in rural um, Africa. Right now we're specifically in rural Ethiopia, and we are working with uh, schools there. Uh, what we do is we um, make sure that the children have uh, the tools that they need in order to learn. And so we provide them with school books, with uh, mini boards, with backpacks, um, anything that they need to, uh, to learn with. And then we also provide the teachers with uh, the teaching supplies that they need as well. So um, that's the basic level that we start off with. And then uh, over the past couple of years, we've built like a library uh, where uh, children can come and 
uh, study for their exams and things like that. We've also built some latrines, um, introducing health and sanitation practices uh, for the children um, out in the, in the rural areas. Um, and uh, we've done all sorts of other types of projects. And in November, we also launched our orphan sponsorship program where you can actually sponsor an orphan to keep them in school um, and help them stay educated as well. Wow. So. Cool. So you're the founder of, of this organization. I am. How did, what was the impulse for that? How did you get started? <laughs> what was, what sits behind it? Sure. Uh, so in 2013, I actually went with uh, my, uh, my church congregation. We actually sponsored an, uh, a water well uh, in Ethiopia. And so we went there to, uh, to build the well. And I started looking around and I started seeing uh, schools that were just falling apart um, or pretty well-built schools that just didn't have any children in them. And so I started asking questions as to what was going on. Education has been a big uh, important factor in my life and in my family's life. My mom's been in the education system for for thirty something years as well. So um, it's and my wife's a teacher. So it's 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 a big part of our family. Um, and I just started finding out that you know in the rural areas uh, in uh, in Ethiopia they just they don't have the adequate school supplies for children to learn. There's about one book for every ten students. So imagine trying to to learn and having to wait for a book to come around so that you can actually study. Um, yeah. And uh, they they would they would be sitting in mud um, because they had dirt floors, holes in the ceiling. So when it rained, they would have to literally like sit in mud in order to learn, which is not conducive for learning at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the really nice built uh, schools, uh, I asked. I said, "Why? Well, this is a great school. Why why aren't there any kids in there?" And you know what would happen is, is a lot of these bigger organizations come down to build schools. And uh, they build them, they take their pictures, and then they leave. But they don't bother to put anything into them that actually makes them a school, yeah. like desks and right. books and things like that. Like the building is only one yeah, part yeah, of the resource. Yeah, absolutely. It's only one part of the resource. So, uh, so I came back home, and I started showing pictures to my wife. And uh, I told her, I said, you know, I was sitting under one of those, you know, those umbrella trees, the, the kind of trees that you picture in Africa, you know, yeah. from the Lion King, you know, that kind of looked yeah. like an umbrella. Uh, and I said, I was sitting under there one day and, you know, I really, I really felt a whisper and a nudge to, you can do something about this. You can do, you can do this. And so I came home and I knew nothing about starting a nonprofit organization. I mean, I've, 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 as a pastor, I've ran one, I've been a part of one. But as far as getting something off the ground, I just had no clue whatsoever. So went down to Half Price Books and got um, How to Start a Nonprofit for Dummies. I <laughs> <laughs> just started reading it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, four years later, here we are. <laughs> wow. wow. That's amazing. So, uh, so I imagine there's, there's, there ends up being lots of logistics and lots of pieces of this project. So... Uh, who are the people or organizations helping you and what does some of those relationships look like? Sure. Um, well, it takes a village. Um, part, the biggest part of starting something from the ground up is just getting your name out there and name recognition. And so the first people I went to were friends of mine, right? Um, uh, people that I knew. Um, that's who I went to first as uh, the board of directors to get a board of directors uh, started. And not only that, but people I knew who were competent in certain areas that I was not. <clears throat> and uh, not only that, but 
would also be a voice that would slow me down because I'm not one of those that likes to sit around and just wait. So people who would not just necessarily be yes people, but would be like, whoa, wait, you know, we need to put the brakes on. We need to do it right because I wanted to do it right. You know, if I was going to do this, I wanted to do it right. I wanted to do it with excellence because I just believe excellence honors God and inspires people to be a part of what you're doing. And so I uh, so I started with friends. I started telling the story. People were like, yeah, I want to be a part of that. And I just I just kept the story going. I just kept uh, uh, going to churches, talking about it, sharing these students' stories about who they were, about how much they wanted to uh, go to school. You know, here in America, you know, we you hear all the time, oh, go to school, go to school. Well, these kids are really they want to go to school. They want to learn because for them, it's a it's survival. Yeah. Right. They they know that if they get an education. If uh, they can just get that piece, they can make a better life for their families. Not only that, but for their communities as well. So, so I just started telling, uh, telling the story. We have uh, tons of donors, um, individual donors. We have uh, several churches who have come on board uh, as well. And we, so it's just been kind of this snowball effect. We've had uh, some uh, non-faith organizations that have sponsored some of our uh, fundraising events that have come on board as well. And it's just kind of slowly just kind of spread. I've used social media to, to spread the word and other people have been sharing it as well. So it's, uh, it's been fun to watch it kind of just grow and grow and grow every year. Yeah. You know, Brad, you, you talk about it being a the challenge of it being a, a, a long-term thing yeah. and and sustainable not just here's a building there you go right or here's you know just set it set it and forget it right? yeah I mean, absolutely and yeah so how do you do that i mean how do you make it a partnership how do you make it so that they're being cared for over the long term sure so um i i'm i'm interested i think there's a difference between ministry and charity um, charity um, is very easy to write a check and to just have it at a distance or, like you said, set it and forget it, right? Yeah. Uh, I, ministry is about accompanying people and walking with people. Uh, and so, you know, whether you are a, a believer or not, we, I think we're all, when we do that, when we accompany people on a journey, we're actually in ministry with, with folks. So uh, what I do is I... I ensure that relationships are built and that we continue to go back. I go back every six months uh, myself. I have people who I have become very good friends with who are on the ground who help me as well. So they're kind of uh, ex officio uh, staff people for Acts of Wisdom. Uh, Johannes Wasi, um, uh, I call him my brother from another mother. Uh, he, uh, he goes and he does uh, inspections for us on our schools every quarter. Um, there's a checklist that, that they have to, um, that we have to uh, have them uh, fill out to ensure that progress is being made. Uh, so uh, it's about establishing relationships. Uh, you know, it, it's a huge part of who we are as human beings. And so we're, we're, those people know we're not going to go away. Right. That we're going to be there. That we're going to continue to come back. Uh, every time I go back, I'm recognized. You know, it, I told my wife this last time that I went back um, in um, January. It's weird because I'm walking down the street of the one of the major cities in uh, Ethiopia, Gondor, which is 
the biggest city near where we're doing our work. Is that Nottis? Uh, it is in the northwest corner. Northwest, Gonder is okay. in the northwest corner. Okay. And I'm walking down the street and people are recognizing me. I was like, it's like this oddest feeling, but it's also, oh, okay. He's, he's here, he's back, you know? And, and so listening is a huge part of what we do because we're not gonna go in and we're not gonna tell them what we think is best for them, right? So we want to hear from them. Not only that, we wanna hear from them how they are going to help us um, in making sure these schools um, continue to operate and function well. So every school has its own committee that is uh, voted on by the community. Mm -hmm. These folks um, have been elected by their com uh, community and they ensure that all of the projects are done well, that are done up to our standards, that the money is used properly, and that the community also has to have some sweat equity into it, that the community is actually putting some time and energy yeah. into all of our projects as well. So cool. like when we build a library, the reason people are like, how do, can you build a library for like $10,000, you know, that's made of concrete? And I said, because we use a lot of labor from the community. These, these guys come out from their fields and they move the rocks, they move the boulders, they dig, you know, they help put up and follow the engineer's um, advice. So we've established those relationships with, with the people and that to me ensures longevity in our projects. Yeah, yeah. So looking forward, I mean, what are your goals as you kind of go forward with this, uh, this ministry, this work of yours? Um, well, I, I think in terms of a, an immediate goal right now, um, we have just launched a, a major campaign called Campaign for Classrooms. And um, we're uh, just looking for, we're, we're looking to raise $25,000. And if, uh, you know, that sounds like a lot, but if you think about 10 organizations at $2,500 or, you know, just individuals, you know, pitching in however we can, I think we can get there. But if we can get that raised, um, we certainly, uh, we can get a, a double matching grant from the U.S. Embassy in Addis Ababa wow. for $50,000 wow. to build classrooms in some of our schools. Um, and $75,000 will go a long way. We can get a whole kindergarten wing built. We can get um, some other additional classrooms built just for that little bit of money. So that's our one of our short-term goals. Our long-term goal is to ensure that all six schools in the area that we are currently working with um, continue to uh, improve that um, the dropout rates continue to fall. Right now in the first two schools that we're working with, we're working with four total. So the first two that we've been working with over the last four years, um, dropout rates have fallen from 35% to 0.9%. Wow, wow. Um, and um, the, the retention from grade level to grade level is now at 100%. Um, so all of those students are making the grades, passing their national exams and advancing to the next grade level, which was not um, even possible before we got there. And that's the, that's the power of just having what you need in order to learn, right? Yeah. Just the, even the basics. And so, uh, so we want to make sure that all six of these schools um, are doing exactly what those first two schools are doing yeah. and that all of these students have a shot at education. Because we, as Axel Wisdom, we believe in what Nelson Mandela said, that education is the most powerful weapon we can use to change the world. Uh, and, and that's true because it can change these students' worlds, it can change their villages for the good because all of them want to come back. They want to be teachers, they want to be engineers, they want to be doctors because they want to make their communities better. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's what it's about. We have young men now coming back from college because of what we're doing and are trying to mentor young, younger uh, uh, boys to stay in school 
just by the work that we're doing. We didn't help these we didn't help these young men, but they're excited about the work that we're doing. So if we can continue to see that and have that replicated after school after school after school, start seeing some of these children that we're working with in elementary actually go to college, graduate from college, and come back and start making a difference in, in their communities, um, I will be I will be happy. That's that, <laughs> yeah. that's what success and, and that's what your your goals and, uh, yeah. and everything's pointing towards. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So yeah. is there anything else we should know that, that you'd like to share with uh, uh, people who are listening? Well, I think, you know, in terms of acts of wisdom, we kind of take a different approach. You know, uh, we, we tend to side away from the, the, the aid uh, point of view um, because, you know, let's face it, um, $70 billion in foreign aid has gone into Africa, and it's still one of the poorest countries um, in uh, poorest uh, continents in, in the world. Um, because if aid isn't invested properly, it becomes a corruption tool. And that's what we see all over the world. You know, people have something to fight for now. So what we do is we, um, we, we, we look at um, not seeing, oh, those are the poor people we're going to help. We look at it as um, uh, in terms of, uh, of hope, in terms of wealth creation through education. Um, and because we know that if we can educate these children that that will ultimately lead to um, uh, uh, them making a better life uh, for their families. So, uh, you know, like I said, right now, uh, it's just about getting word out, um, looking us up online and seeing how you can partner with us. Uh, we take trips and we take people with us every six months. So if you're looking to go to Ethiopia, cool. uh, we'll be happy to uh, have you come along with us to see firsthand. We, we see there's power in that. Um, when people see it, when people see the difference, um, they tend to come back and, and really begin to spread the word more and more uh, to our folks. So you're welcome to come on a trip with us. Um, our orphan sponsorship program is going really well. We have tons of orphans in our villages that could use uh, sponsorships uh, as well uh, to, to help them stay in school. But uh, for us, it really is. It, it is about, um, we believe, um, you know, they're, they're, the top causes of poverty are... Uh, our health, our um, education, and of course wealth, uh, right? Um, uh, money. But we believe by looking at education, we can help create wealth. And we already go, um, you may, there's an organization um, called Water to Thrive, and uh, they um, have been building water wells in Ethiopia. We actually, I, I know uh, uh, Dick uh, Muller, who, uh, who is founded that organization, um, and uh, we literally um, go to areas where there's already clean water um, so because we know that health is um, already um, helping it's already helping health there just thinking about so you said you're you said you're a pastor and you're leading this organization mm -hmm. uh, and both of those on their own are full jobs yeah it's full tasks yeah so what does it look like for you uh, to take care of yourself take care of the people around you in order to keep doing the work <laughs> yeah um, well one I, I use my time off wisely um, uh, during the week um, you know I take Mondays off um, following Sundays just to recoup from uh, Sunday morning by my Monday afternoon I'm kind of looking at what things that I need to do for for acts of wisdom but it really is about keeping a calendar and sticking to it um, trying not to get distracted I which is like very easy for me <laughs> um, you go chasing butterflies 
Um, but also too, um, if I have family time, you know, I put it in my calendar. You know, um, that way I don't I don't book over that. That way I'm making sure that I am intentional about being with my family and and with them. And uh, and it's also about having a, a really great and loving and caring wife who allows me to to go traipsing halfway across the world every six months um, to take my daughter with me. My daughter went on one of our last trips with me and she's eight um, and to, to allow me to do that. Uh, and uh, having a really great congregation that supports me in what I'm doing and think that it's a really cool thing that our pastor is doing this and that um, he has this going. And yeah. they've been very supportive of me in that. Thank you. Thank you. For your time. Thank you. Thank you for your work. And, Absolutely. And for sharing with us and with everybody. Absolutely. Um, I appreciate it. Thank you for helping us uh, tell our story a little bit. Um, uh, the students of Ethiopia greatly appreciate the time to tell their story and to get their story out there because it's about them. Yeah. Um, it's not about me, uh, but it's about them. And uh, they're like a second family to me. So thank you. Fantastic. Cool. Have you ever thought... You know what someone should do? Somebody should... Okay, now you fill in the blank. Fix that street, fund that project, end that policy, support that cause, make something happen there, on and on and on. Unfortunately, that's usually about as far as it goes. There's a problem, we name it, and then we go on with life. So Brad was sitting under one of those Lion King umbrella trees, and he thought, somebody should walk with these students, partner with the teachers, Give them some tools, books, supplies, set them up for success. And then he actually started doing it. Now, it hasn't always been easy. I'm sure he's driven this thing off the rails more than a few times, made plenty of mistakes. But he keeps at it. Acts of wisdom is changing lives. Schools are going from 35% dropout rates to 0.9%. Schools are having 100% retention rates. People are mentoring each other. Relationships are being built. Futures are opening up. Look what happens when we dare to dream. Dare to try. Dare to act. Well, maybe there's no big tree for you to sit under today. But I wonder how you would finish that sentence. You know what somebody should do? What would you say? Like, How would you finish that sentence? Could it be that somebody you are talking about is you? Could it be that this is the moment to try? Lives could be changed, and it probably will start with your own. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Sandbox Cooperative Podcast. And special thanks to Brad Otto for taking some time to connect with us. Make sure to check out actsofwisdom.com to learn more and discover ways to participate in his work. If you want to stay up to date with all things going on in the Sandbox, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, or sign up for our mailing list at sandboxcooperative.com. You can also rate and review us on iTunes and join us in the conversation. And as always, be sure to share this podcast with someone who might like it. There is always more room in the Sandbox. Until next time, we'll see ya. Bye. Please watch your step as you exit the sandbox.